Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready? You know, we've never done a whole month on Thanksgiving before, but are you thankful? You know what? I want to encourage you today. We're going to go back over some things and review for a reason and to remember some of the things we went over because, guess what? Not everybody was here. But also, we want you to be overflowing with Thanksgiving. All right, bump somebody and say, it's your, it's your turn to get, be overflowing with Thanksgiving. Come on. We want to be thankful. You know, you ought to wake up in the middle of the night, walk into the bathroom saying, thank you, Lord. Huh? We ought to be saying, thank you, Lord, just walking down, to, going through the grocery store. That you're at, thank you, Jesus, I'm able to buy milk and bread and green beans and whatever. Huh? Thank you. We ought to be uh, have our heart full of thanksgiving. We ought to be thankful. And, and so uh, uh, one of our foundation scriptures, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 15 through 22, we'll read it. See that no man repays another evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. We're after the good and one another and for all people. And so rejoice always. Remember that? Rejoice. Reload with joy. Uh, pray without ceasing. We want to rejoice. We want to pray without ceasing. And in and, and everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. So the will of God is we rejoice, we pray, and we're, we're thankful. Thanksgiving is a key. Being thankful is a key. And so, you know, we're going to review, but we're also going to throw in some other things that, uh, that we look at. Because if you're not doing those three things, you're quenching the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. If you're quenching the spirits because you're not praying, you're not rejoicing, and you're not thankful. Somebody like Eeyore. It is my birthday, but they ain't going to give me nothing anyway. Come on. And that's not godly, right? And so look at verse, and do not despise prophetic utterances, verse 21, and, but examine carefully and hold fast to that which is good. There it goes back to good again. And then the last scripture, abstain from every form of evil. Evil, there's evil in this world. There's evil. It's coming your way. But you know what? We can be thankful we got a God that's got our back. If you don't have sermon notes, wave at me. Here's on the front rows one. Anybody one over there? How about two? How about three? Anybody else need a sermon note? Right over here, front, front corner. So get your pen out and write this down. Why are you talking about Thanksgiving, Pastor, the whole month? Did you know the word thanks is in the Bible 116 times? And with giving thanks, it's 73 times. Thanks is an action. Give thanks. Give thanks. 73 times. Give thanks. So the Bible says to be thankful, say so, and show so. Show so. I'm getting in tongues. Show it. Show it. You got to show it. You know, you can look at somebody's countenance. Whether they're thankful or not, you can look at the expression on their face. Oh, man, who run over you this morning? You know, and so you, you have to get up and change your expression and remember. That's why we're talking about remembering 
when you remember what Jesus has done and who Jesus is, you get thankful. When you lose sight of Jesus and who he is, that's when the ugliness comes in, right? So let's go through. I want to I read Lamentations 3.21 again. It says, this I recall to my mind. That means remember. I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Now, if you're recalling things that uh, do not bring hope, eh, that's the wrong things to recall. Therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in him. So that's the things you want to remember. So let's just stop by the Spirit of God. We're going to take a little commercial break here. Listen, when you're remembering a loved one who has passed on, if they're in heaven, you have nothing to grieve about. Now, God gives you a time to grieve, and you need to remember. But you know what? After about seven, eight, nine months, it's time to quit grieving and rejoice. You know, I found my grandfather was my hero. And uh, when he passed away, oh, he had... Uh, thank God he passed. You know, he had Alzheimer's. He was, he was uh, just in terrible shape. But I, I cried for seven or eight months every time I thought about it. And finally the Holy Ghost said, hey, he's in heaven. You made sure of that. I said, okay, okay, okay. I, I got I to gotta break this because I need to be rejoicing because he's in heaven. Simple man, uh, great man, but uh, you know what? I, I had to turn Turn what the enemy was trying to do in my life. He was trying to stop me. He was trying to break my focus. Don't let the enemy break your focus. You need to rejoice. You need to get the victory over it because you know what? There's things for you to do. Do you know some people just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and, and, and grieving becomes depression? Okay. Break it off. It will become depression and, you know, uh, so, so we got to have the victory. Amen? And so you have to pursue victory. I'm, I'm trying to help you. There's more than one people, or one person, excuse me. Boy, I'm, a... <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad my English teacher's not in here. So, <laughs> so let's go to number one. So we're going to remember some things. Get excited about remembering. Remember the good things, not the bad things. You know, if I bring up bad things about my past, it's to help somebody get over it. You know, I talk about my grandmother. I loved her, but you know what? She, she, she wasn't, you know, uh, she, she lived in a bad groove, you know? And we'll go, we'll go there in a minute. So remember, people of faith have great attitudes. Great attitudes. Look in the Bible. Daniel captured as a teenager, brought before the king Nebuchadnezzar. He's, he, you know what? He had a great attitude. Nebuchadnezzar was not a godly man. Neither was the next king, his son. But he served them with a great heart. He was thrown in the lion's den because of a trap. You know the devil setting traps for you? He said, whatever, God's got me. What kind of attitude is that? It's thankfulness. God's got me. Even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown in the fiery furnace. Hey, we love you, king. We can't bow down to you. We only bow down to God. Throw us in the fire if you need to. What kind of attitude is that? Great attitude. A great attitude. 
Look all throughout the Bible, no matter what happened. And, you know, you can't judge your life about good things, bad things, whether you're in the will of God. Look at Paul. Paul would never been in the will of God. Everywhere he went, they were trying to kill him. They beat him. They whipped him. They shipwrecked three times. Finally swam the shore after being shipwrecked and snake bit him. Huh? And you know how the human mind thinks? The native said, well, he's cursed. The ocean didn't get him, but that snake's going to kill him. And he didn't die. Quit judging yourself by what's happening to you. Get in, you're in the will of God. Get in the will of God. If you see something, then get in the will of God. Repent. Change it. Change and start. So, so we have reason. We need to have a great attitude. Why, why does God want you to be thankful? And that's number two. Remember, God wants to fully develop you to carry his glory. An unthankful heart does not carry the glory of God. God wants to develop you. Even in the midst of storms, even in the, you, you're thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God wants to, see, the more thankful you get, the more glory you carry. Huh? The more the presence of God you carry, the more thankful you are. Doesn't matter who stabs you in the back. Doesn't matter if you, you slip and fall. And, and you, you know, doesn't matter if you get laid off. You're going to be thankful. If I get laid off, I'm getting a better job. That was my confession. They, the rumor started, they're closing the plant. Well, if I, you know what? The Holy Ghost rose up in me, and, and, and I said, if I lose this job, I'll get a better one in Jesus' name. And somebody said, well, you, you believe in that it's going to close? No, but if it does, I'm going to get a better job. I always, you got to always be thankful and have a, a better outlook. God's pushing you to, to be better, to do more, to be thankful. Number three, remember the uh, people in the Bible without a good attitude, they didn't last long. Oh, boy. They didn't get ahead. They didn't last long because they had a horrible attitude. I, 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 I know, I know it slips up on all of us. Watch your attitude. Number four. I know I'm going through five. We're going to camp out here just for a minute. Remember the opposite of Thanksgiving is complaining. And it's easy to complain, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy to gripe, complain. Complaining quenches the Holy Spirit. Your human sin nature or the human nature of man will always drift away to complain. Cold and rainy. I ain't going. It's snowing. I ain't going to church today. It's snowing. Too cold to go to church. So, so, so we start with the negativity. Complaining about that boss, how ugly it is. Complaining violates your conscience, the conscious, the spirit man inside you that's always pointing to God. Huh? Your complaining will quench the spirit. We already read it. So, so as we look at that, and you work, you know what? Let's go back to Daniel. He worked for Nebuchadnezzar, served him, served his son, served the next one, and did it with gladness. And even though Nebuchadnezzar went nuts on him, your boss may go nuts on you. I work for some hard people. I'm going to let that sit there a minute. Some of y'all struggling because you work for some nuts. But you know what? I didn't work for them. I worked for God. God's my reward. See, that's where my attitude changes. 
care how hard they get, I'm going to serve God. And you know what? I won them. And, you know, my, my last boss, was he, he's, he's a dear friend of mine. He's hard. You know, I, I, I told my salesmen and people that he hired, I said, well, there's a right way, there's a wrong way, there's your way, and there's his way. And you best do it his way, whether it's right or wrong. Because if it's wrong and you do it his way, he's got your back. And if it's right, he's going to reward you. So you want to do it his way. Give up, you know, a Christian, give up your way for God's way. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about even the boss you work for. It's about God. Look, look, look at, look at, you know, Daniel, how easy that was. Look at David. Did y'all know that his boss threw a spear at him? And y'all complaining because, you know, you know, you don't, you, you got two minutes off your 15-minute break last week. And, 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 and the king threw a spear at David. So, so we had, can't be complainers. And, and so let's look. Let's look in Numbers 14, 1 through 6 real quick. This is the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Egypt is the type of the world. You can be saved and still be a complainer. Then all the congregation, we're talking a million people. The 10 spies went into the land, or 12, and 10 of them complained, and two of them said, we got this, God's got us. And the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said, would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would we had died, or, or would we, uh, that we would have died in this wilderness. Verse 3, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? That means go back and be a slave. Because that's what they were comfortable with. They, they had a slave mentality. The Bible says don't be jealous of the world. Don't be jealous of sin. Uh-uh. And so let's look at verse 4. So they said to one another, let's appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of the assembly and congregation and sons of Israel. Remember I talked about the children of Israel were expressive? They fell on their face. And look what Joshua and Caleb, uh, they rent their clothes. They just tore their clothes. I can't believe y'all doing this. You don't believe God? I counted the miracles, not counting the ones every day, like the manna, the water. Can, can you imagine passing out water to a million people? We don't think, you know, we think maybe a couple of hundred came out of Egypt. A million, at least. God took care of them. I mean, I'm not counting every day like, a cloud in the desert kept them cool. A fire at night because the desert gets cold kept them warm. That's one. That's two. Man is three. Water, four. The Red Sea crossing, opening five. Pharaoh's armies, you know, they carried out the riches, six. Pharaoh's army swallowed up, seven. You know, just start counting. There was over 36 miracles. And some of y'all saying, if I could just see a miracle, I'd believe. No, you wouldn't. You got to believe it in your heart first, then you see it, because you can see things, and, and I, that's why I say television is the devil, because they show supernatural things, and it's to default the supernatural of God. You see people faking supernatural, you see Superman flying, you see Spider-Man swinging on his web, 
And then when God shows up and somebody gets out of a wheelchair, you, well, that ain't real. That ain't real. Somebody gets healed of cancer, well, that ain't real. They probably wasn't sick, really. That's because it builds doubt in your mind. Now, don't get me wrong. I love superhero movies because guess what? That's my Jesus. My Jesus can fly. My Jesus can walk through the wall. My Jesus can disappear. My Jesus can show up. And the Holy Ghost gives you that inner power. Come on. So, so, you know, we're not talking about superheroes today, but I'm trying to tell you that we need to be thankful and we need to keep our eyes and we don't need to be complainers. They saw miracles and, and see, so you have to believe complaining. We have no excuse to gripe and complain. You know, as I started this off, we live in America. Hallelujah, we got food. We have clean water. We have electricity. You go to another country, you hope the electricity works, and then when it does work, you hope it don't burn up what you're trying to plug in because they have power surges. They have all kinds of crazy things going on. But you know what? We're blessed. We're blessed. Complaining is sin. Okay, just don't say that. Complaining is sin. Whatever is not of faith, the Bible said, is sin. Complaining is not faith. One definition of complain means to stay overnight. You ever pondered on something overnight? It's bad. It's, oh, man, oh, what I'm going to do when I wake up in the morning? Because it, it meant grumbling, complaining, remain overnight, sitting there. Every night, rolling over, complaining, complaining, complaining. Complaining's the opposite of praising. Complaining's the opposite of being thankful. Listen to me. You're blessed to be in America. So here's, here's the way it goes. Sodom and Gomorrah was blessed. They had plenty to eat. They had plenty uh, of free time. And they went wicked. See, uh, that's what I said. If you was trying to hunt for something to eat or you was trying to grow something to eat, you'd be working your behind off every day. You think you work your behind off now. But you wouldn't come back in. You'd hunt daylight to dark till you kill something because you got to eat and your family's got to eat. You ain't got time to fool around and get into foolishness. But in America, we got lots of foolishness because we got lots of time. Yeah, that'll preach. That's what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. It wasn't a sin. It was the fruit of what they had too much time, and they started chasing things that were evil. And look what's going on in America. People chasing evil, making evil, saying it's good and it's right. Oh, my. No, it's not. So here, with all our responsibility of our freedom, we have the responsibility to present the gospel. If you've got free time, then you should be doing something for the kingdom of God. Huh? I know I'm, I'm putting it out there, and I'm pushing a little bit harder today, but come on, be thankful that you do have the time. There's nothing wrong with hunting. There's nothing wrong with watching football. There's nothing wrong with whatever your kids going, following and chasing your kids on chasing a ball. There's nothing wrong, but you know what? God's got to be priority. And be thankful to God that you're able to do such things, right? Okay. Numbers 
Look what Numbers 14.8 says. I just skipped seven. It says, if the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into the land and give us a land which flows with milk and honey. You know what? Why did I put that in there? Because God's going to show you things, and you know what? He's, he, are you pleasing to him? Being thankful makes you pleasing to God. Did you know Jesus perfectly pleased the Father? That ought to be your goal, personal goal. I want to please God. I want to please God. Nod at me. Bump somebody, say, you're supposed to be nodding. Because we, we want to please God. That's our goal is to please God. How you please God? Be thankful. Come on, thank you, Lord. Can we all say that? Thank you, Lord. So, Philippians 2, 5. You want a New Testament answer? Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Be thankful. You want the same attitude Jesus had. If he pleased the Father, you want to have the same attitude. I want to please God. How do I do that? It starts with being thankful. He died on the cross for you. Now, here, here, here. I'm saying all that. Just listen to this. You ever met somebody complaining? We complain because we think we deserve better. I should have got that raise. I should have a new car. I should have... Uh, we think we deserve better. You know what we deserve? We deserve to die and go to hell. <laughs> Me too. But thank God. Thank you, God, for grace and mercy. Thank you, God, that Jesus has been revealed to me, to you, and we have accepted Jesus, and he's Savior. He's Lord. He's King. Be thankful. I'm thankful to God. My eyes have been opened. What I deserve, I don't get. That's called grace and mercy. Amen? So thank you, Lord. We are to accept and to expect the grace of God. Isn't God good? And you know what? He's good toward you, whether you feel like it or not. Well, I don't feel like it, Pastor. It don't matter. Number five, I want to talk about Jehoshaphat as an example. Anybody know, who, anybody know Jehoshaphat? He's your cousin. Anybody not know Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat was the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was a king. Three armies came up against him. Now, this is back in the day when you didn't have cell phones, and he had people spying out the land and said, man, you got three armies coming at you, and you got about four or five days to get ready for them. Oh, oh, you know, you might could handle one, one-on-one, -on -one, but three against one, is, it's, that's, that's not good, is it? Jehoshaphat, what did he do? He went straight to God. God's his source, God's his supply, God's his help. Somebody said he assumed the position. What do you mean? What do you mean uh, he assumed the position? He prayed, he waited, and he praised. What do we do? So if you had three people coming against you, you're hitting the door running. Or you knew they was going to be here in three days. Now you got time to prepare. Well, I'm picking Kenny. I'm picking uh, uh, Gary. I'm picking uh, Gary Slimp because he carries a big gun. Uh, Greg. Greg. I pointed at Greg, but I wasn't going to say Greg because his wife's sitting by him. But you, you would pick people to prepare. How about picking God? How about letting God be your defender? 
How about God, God being your source? Did you know the story goes that he prepared, they prayed? And remember what I said about waiting? He just didn't cross his arms and wait. He began to worship. He's praying. He's talking to God. He's trusting God. Oh, he, he started with fear and trembling. You ever been so scared your knees, his legs are shaking? They ever got weak on you? You know? Yeah. So when they prepared the armies and sent them out, they sent the praisers first. Who does that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what they said. I don't know if it was in that rhythm or that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Huh? How, how, how about that? Can you praise him when all the pressure of life coming? Can you be thankful? Can you show God that, you know what, I trust you? Or are you just going to go, ah, and melt? Not even a good fight. They just come up and stick you, and it's over. Because you lay in there, you know, all just melted on the ground. Come on. The Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. How do you do that? You do by thanksgiving. You do by praise. Uh, and you do it with the word. It's time to be thankful. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5.15 says, says that, uh, see that no man repays another evil for evil. And we already read this, but seek after that which is good. Rejoice always. I'm going back to that. This is what, this is what Jehoshaphat did. Are you a Jehoshaphat? You need to be. See, the Bible has examples of people and how they did. Listen, listen. I, I, you know, we had a testimony Sunday about five Sundays ago, and, and I, I heard a study on it and looked it up. A testimony is something that you tell so it can be repeated. A testimony is something you can tell so it can be repeated. So if somebody gets up and says they got healed or something, not that. That's mine too. I can have that. I can have that. Jesus bore it too. Did you know that Jesus is no respecter of persons? He doesn't love anybody more. Than, you know what? He doesn't love me more than you because I'm the pastor. That's baloney. I used to have that thinking. God loves every one of us equal. What God does respect is F-A-I-T-H, faith. And we're going to end with that just for in just a minute here. But, but we want to give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Be thankful. Be thankful. So number six, remember, Thanksgiving starts with your heart. It's in you. In you. <clears throat> Be thankful. In here. Doesn't come from out here. Oh, you'll see fruits and things will come, but you need to be thankful even when you don't see things. It's in you to be thankful. God put it in you to be thankful. We need to be thankful. Number seven, remember we already read it. It is the will of God. Give thanks in all circumstance. Give thanks in all circumstance. Now, here's, here's something I want you to write down. How about this? It's a commandment to give thanks. You don't tell me what to do, Pastor. I'm not, but God is. It's a commandment. You know, be baptized is a commandment. You know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is a commandment. There's nothing wrong with good commandments. 
Nothing wrong with bad. Well, bad commandments had not got nothing to do with us, but all commandments from God are good. So it's a commandment to be thankful. You got to change your thinking. God expects me to be thankful. Okay. I don't like no commandment. Don't tell me. Listen, you're going to make it to heaven because you believe in the commandment to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why not go ahead and believe the rest of it? Why not go ahead and act on it? Because that's number eight. Remember, it's a decision to obey God. Jesus obeyed God. Do you know that's why that's in the Bible when he said, take this cup from me when he's sweating blood in the garden? If there be another way, if there be another way, if there be another way, three times, but nevertheless not my will, but I'll do your will. Not what I want to do, but what you want to do. I'll follow your command. Sir, I follow your command. Did you know that that God does things in order and legal and we got to follow him? This ain't very thankful. I don't know what to think about obeying commandments. Come on. It's obeying God. This is where the good stuff's at. Because obedience brings the blessing. Hey, obeying what God said, doing what God said, because too many of us are hearers and not doers. Right? I want to be a doer. I want to do the Word. And, and so, so, you know, as we look at this, see, number nine, remembrance and act of humility. You got to die to yourself. Well, we don't do that in my family. We don't do the, th- the things of God. I don't care how you was raised. You know what? I, I, I talked about. I talk about my grandmother. You know, my grandmother was a worrier. Her picture's in the dictionary. Worrier. Got her picture right there. I mean, she'd hear a helicopter. Somebody has had a wreck. Some bad's happened. Somebody's in the medevac. No, ma'am. We live. You know. Uh, 20 minutes from where they do the, the army. That's the army helicopter. Oh, always thought the worst, always complaining, always it was bad. I mean, that's how I learned how to do organ, you know, what an organ recital was. My back, my kidney, my liver, my, my you know, my, my heart, my gallbladder, my this, my that. And I'm like, you ever met somebody that's a setup? How you doing? Doing good. Well, let me tell you about me. Well, I didn't ask for that. You, you, you set me up. You know, they ask you how you're doing, so they can tell you how bad it is on them. That's not us, right? Today we change. You know, another setup's when you got your baby with you and you're in Walmart. Oh, isn't that a cute baby? How old is it? It's a setup. Well, she's six months old. Six months old? My baby weighed 98 pounds, could sing the national anthem when it was six months old. What's that got to do with it, you know? Huh? You're trying to make my babies not good enough. Huh? But it's a setup. People will set you up so they can complain, so they can brag, so they can whatever. But that's not us, is it? No. And so we have to maintain that we're going to be thankful no matter what. We're going to live in thanksgiving. We're going to be thankful. We're not going to thank the worst, but we're going to thank the the best. Bump somebody and say, it's time to think the best. Did you know griping and complaining doesn't change anything anyway? 
Matter of fact, if it makes it worse, the children of Israel griped and complained, and they had to spend 40 years. They died in the desert because that's what they said. Another, and you follow that passage, God said, I'm going to give you what you say. They died in the wilderness of griping and complaining. I know plenty of people that die in griping and complaining. And I'm not, I love my grandmother. I'm not picking on her. But she was put in the hospital, had internal bleeding. And the doctor said, I don't know what's wrong with you. I go, I do. Not thankful, unforgiveness, bitterness, strife. Huh? Make you sick. Be thankful. A merry heart, the Bible says, doeth good like a medicine. Smile at somebody say, that's me. I got, I'm, I got a merry heart. Don't tell them they need to get one. Uh, so number nine, remember, it's an act of humility. James 4, 7 said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But first, you've got to submit to God. We want to do it God's way. Amen? You know, that's our hearts, our endeavor to do everything God's way. And uh, you know why humility's hard? Because we have pride. We have pride. That's why people don't want to submit to God's because they have pride. It's hard to submit to God. How do you submit to God? You know what? A lot of people want to say, I submit to God. I do His Word. But you look at me. I submit to God. No, if you can't submit to your brother whom you see, you can't submit to God. You're not submitting to God. Because the Bible says if you can't love your brother whom you see, how can you love God whom you cannot see? So if you're not loving people, if you're not submitting to people, don't make you nobody's slave. Listen, Moses led those million people. The Bible said he was the most humble man on earth. Didn't say he was the weakest man on earth. It said he was humble. That means he cared about them. He submitted to the leadership of them. If y'all ever read the whole story, did you know there was a guy named Korah? And he goes, who died and made you leader? Who do you think you are to lead us? I'm leading these people back to Egypt. We had it better in Egypt than out here. Going back to slavery. Led rebellion against Moses. God chose Moses. Do you know what? That ugly boss of yours, how about if God put him there to change him and put you there to help change him, to show them thanksgiving, to show them kindness? Just saying. I'm, you know, it's getting quiet. Because, man, you got to think about all those people that are ugly in your life, and you're like, holy. You're submitting to God, not them. You're doing what God said and showing them thanksgiving. It's hard, it's hard to be humble. Number 10, and I grouped A, B, and C under this because it's an action. Remember, we're supposed to be doing something. If you're thankful, not only just saying that you're thankful, it's doing something. And, and so remember, Thanksgiving requires action. Acting on the Word. If you adore the Word, you're thankful to God for the Word. Okay. 
to be a doer of the word, you got to be thankful to God. You got to trust him, have faith in him. Look at A, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Remember we talked about it's a thank offering. If, we, if you gave a dollar in the offering, you gave a dollar offering, right? But when you give God thanksgiving, even when you don't feel like it, even if you don't want to be here, but you know what? I'm going to thank him anyway. That's an offering. Huh? You know what? God's pleased with that kind of offering. I mean, it's easy to come in if somebody just gave you $1,000 and you're going, woo, it's easy to be, thank you, Lord. That's easy. Didn't cost you nothing. But when you came in here and you're just arguing with your wife and the kids just threw up in the back seat and you get them cleaned up and you come in and you hope you don't smell like vomit and you won't worship anyway, God's, that's pleasing to God. Huh? When all hell's breaking loose and you can still praise God, come on, that's pleasing. That's an offering. And God, so we enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's a thank offering. We're coming in to thank and be thankful. You know, I, I, I've led worship with all kinds of stuff hanging over me, but you know, I'm going to praise God anyway. And that's what you got to gotta praise God anyway. What's that saying? Hallelujah anyway, huh? B, we talked about that. Rejoice always with shouts of joy. Anybody shouted this week? That was your homework. Nobody shouted. Okay, I did. Because I shout all the time. You don't want to ride with me. Hallelujah. You know, people look on the other side like, what's wrong with him? But glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you need to be praising him. You need to be excited about him and what he has done. Is your, what I'm, here's the question. Is your salvation real? Are you sure of it? Is it real? Then you are not have no problem shouting. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. See, this has really been burning in my heart. Serving is showing thanksgiving. When you serve people, you know, we talked about this. The Bible says if you give a cup of water in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. And I thought about, you know, the prophet's praise. The prophet does all these things. The prophet has a responsibility. But you get the reward because you're just doing, you're serving the prophet and you're serving people. And so, so, so that's why we push you to serve. We want you to serve because, you know what, thankful people serve. They serve God by serving people. You buy your neighbor, you buy your neighbor groceries, you buy your neighbor food, you buy, cook them, bake them cookies, you bring them water, you do whatever. You know, I've been to the hospital with people in car wrecks, people sick, people this, that, and the other, and I was, can I buy you something to eat? Can I go, can I go get you something to eat? You know, I have fed people soup. They're embarrassed. Not me. I don't care. I take people. I take. I want to take care of people. Huh? Because we're called to be servants. I I I remember. I I told this. I became a pastor not because I wanted a position. It's because I just kept serving, 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 serving. Yeah, I sensed a call on my life a long time, you know, when I was eight, nine years old, ten years old. But it's when I got involved and I said, you know what, what yeah, we need, well, that commode's not working right. Well, I fixed it. We need carpet in the nursery. I laid it. 
What can we do? I, I help you. What can I do? Well, you know, hey, children's church, we need a children's church. Somebody teach children's church during the service. I do it. You know, waiting on somebody, nobody do it. I'm doing children's church and keep bringing people in and helping them learn how to do it. And somebody said, well, the youth pastor's leaving. We need a youth pastor. I do it. Well, hey, I had an older gentleman, man. He was so sweet. He loved God. He said, man, won't you come go to the jail with me? I go, you crazy. Come on, we teach Bible study in the jail. Come on, you'd be a good, a good man to do it. Won't you come do that? I'm like, all right. Oh, Lord, help me. You know? Five years. I missed Sunday football. I didn't miss anything. Because you know what? I was a servant, and God was training me. In every area, God was training me. And you say, well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know how to do that. Start serving. Start helping somebody. God will train you. God will develop you. I worked this meal right out of high school, and all my job was was to sweep. And I went all the way around this building sweeping. And time I got back over, I had to sweep again because it was that thick of sawdust. And I'm shoving it out. And I'm shoving it out. And I'm, you know, trying to do it good. And these two guys, man, they said, oh, boy, wait a minute. That sawdust is going to be there. You ain't got to keep working hard. And I'm going, yeah, I do. And so they began to gripe and complain. And I said, y'all been here 25 years. Why ain't you the foreman? He goes, oh, I turned that job down. I don't want that responsibility. Then why are you complaining? Okay, I got off. Sorry about that. Let me pull back. Serving is showing thankfulness. These pray without ceasing. See, these are actions. These are actions. Pray, pray, pray. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Bump somebody say, I thank God. Hey, so we talked about Israel. Did you know that Israel, that God commanded them when every time they won a victory, or a lot of times they set up, they had a celebration. They cooked, they ate, they were thank God, they danced. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. When's the last time you danced? And I can't dance. Some of y'all got skills, but you know what? I can do a thank you, Lord. Last one's number 11. Remember, it draws you closer to God. Being thankful. Remember, I started off with it. The glory of God will rest, it rest on thankful people. It rests on thankful people. It draws you closer. When you get thankful, when you gripe and complain, you've turned your back on God. So remember. Remember means to refocus and focus back on God. When you look at God and look at Jesus and what he's done, man, it ought to well up in your heart. Be thankful. To be thankful. So here's, here's what I, why we had this service today. Why remember today? Colossians 2, 6. It's not in there. 6 and 7. It says, As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Okay, that's a command. If you receive Jesus, we're supposed to walk in him. Amen? But look at verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. Remember we talked about milk and meek in this. The milk of the word will root you, and the meat of the word will grow you. Meat, it's tough to grow. Anybody ever have growing pains when they was a kid? Nah, I did. Guess what? 
the meat will also, woo, as we sang about, mold you and make you and change you, and that's hard. But the, the milk always roots you deeper in God. But look, look what, as you have been taught, so we teach the word, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Another translation says overflowing with thanksgiving. Are you overflowing with thanksgiving? If not, make the decision today. Bump somebody and say, I will overflow with thanksgiving. So let's say it together. I will overflow with thanksgiving. I will overflow with thanksgiving. So bow your heads today. Maybe you're here today and you don't know this Jesus. Or you have nothing to be thankful for. Well, you need to accept Jesus first. Make him Lord. Will you make him Lord and King of your life? Will you make him Lord and Savior of your life? Will you accept him for who he is and what he's done? Will you believe upon him? The Bible says in Romans 10 that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe you're not sure that you're a child of God. If that's you today, why don't you make that confession? Why don't you be sure? Will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I want to be sure today. I want to know Jesus. I want to accept Jesus. If that's you, just wave at me. I'm not going to embarrass you. So we're all believers. So let's pray this. Then we'll do something else. Say, Father, I come with a thankful heart. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, for my sins. I believe that he is the gateway, the doorway to heaven. Father, I thank you for assurance today that I am a child of God because I believe, because I say it with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. Salvation belongs to me. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're here today and the devil's been beating you up and you've lost your thankful heart. Let's just bow our heads, all of us, and check our heart. Because the Lord is dealing with people because they've been bitter. They've been complaining. And it's easy to fall in. You know, complaining is contagious. But so is thankfulness. Be that person that's contagious with thankfulness. God's called us to be thankful to remember him, who he is and what he's done. Now, just remember what he's done right now and be thankful. Say, thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for healing me, for providing. Come on, just be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content 
Find out more about our upcoming events and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.